nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. And that's right, the stories are real, or at least how our brains have chosen to keep them. We're not saying that it's the truth. It's been so long since these events that at this point, <laughs> it's all just stories. And we're here to tell stories that only two longtime best friends can. So join us for some adolescent angst as this week we talk about vacations. Yes. We all could use a vacation right now, but we really can't go anywhere. We could all use a vacation because I think a lot of people miss summer vacations. Oh, yeah. And spring vacations this year. And we're all itching for a vacation, but we all need to uh, keep ourselves under control. Quarantine. Keep everyone safe. <laughs> yes. And it's the idea that we're adults now. So, like, it's harder to go on vacations and stuff. I don't know. It's true. When we're kids, we get to go on vacations all the time and just uh you know life was a vacation so so what's the first vacation you remember as a kid oh man just probably road trips to random places in the southern u.s i guess with my family they all kind of meld together but i just have specific stories of some of them but like yeah just probably just general road trips is the first thing that comes to mind when i think of vacation as a kid uh for me when we were when i was five or six we were living in new york and we did a big Disney trip mm. down to Orlando. Disney World. Yeah. And I think that we, we did like three parks in three days. And it was brutal. And I have very few memories from the actual park. And most of the memories I think I have are actually, I think, from like an old family video we had of the trip. Oh, yeah. That happens. <laughs> so I'm not even sure like what my actual memories are. How old you have been? Five or six. Oh, wow. That's early memories. Yeah. I have vague memories of like the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids play set. I remember a Muppet stage show with people in big Muppet costumes. Mm. Um, and what I remember most, though, about this trip is my parents misunderstanding the Florida sun. <laughs> in so our way? last day, we go to the beach in Tampa and it's an overcast, cloudy day. Mm-hmm. So my parents, they put some sunscreen on my face and on my chest and arms. But they don't do my back because they're like, oh, it's fu- it's cloudy out. <laughs> so we spend the entire day at the beach, like a whole day. And I end up with a horrific sunburn. I am honestly not sure how they got me on the plane. I was bent over for the better part of a week. Oh, my God. <laughs> because standing up straight hurt too much. I had heat blisters on both of my earlobes. Oh, no. And it was brutal. And the sad part is, is that like, I don't remember a ton of Disney, but I remember more of the sunburn that followed. Well, people don't realize, but the science works. Trust me. uh, The sun is actually 3000 miles closer in Florida than the rest of the world. It's true. So you gotta be aware of that when you come to visit. Yeah. We, we, as people from the Northeast, we, we laughed at the sun and it said, ha, it's a dimensional pocket. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I've got that early trip, but I honestly don't know how much of it is my actual memory. That happens a lot with early memories, like your photo albums. Was that like me remembering that moment or is it just because I saw it in a picture or something? Yeah. But uh, mostly I remember all the, the car rides because I have two siblings that were close in age that growing up after I was eight. I got a stepbrother who was um, two years older. My sister is two years older. 
Um, and so we would go on a lot of road trips and there's a lot of fighting because we all have different interests and different wants and needs and music and hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're packed in the back of a car or an SUV that has lots of luggage in it and stuff. And we're all angry and it's hot in there. And, and for some reason, my stepdad, <laughs> he has very set rules about driving in a car and you pee when he wants you to pee. <laughs> so if you just go to pee, like, no, well, we're going pee in, in one and a half hours. That's when we're stopping for a pee break. And I'm like, but I have to pee now. I haven't peed in two hours. I've been good. <laughs> I'm like, no, an hour and a half left. <laughs> And then the other thing would now be there's a diner I want to get to. <laughs> That's right. I, I forgot you always had the Scott voice, my stepdad. Um, but then the other I went on one or two road trips. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing you also had, which was so strange, would be like, hey, uh, you guys getting hungry? I'm like, yeah, we're really hungry, actually. Now that you mention it, uh, he's like, oh, look at this exit. We got a Wendy's, a Subway. I'm like, oh, either of those will do. That's fine. And he'd drive past them. It's like, oh, we got this exit here. We got a, a Bennigan's, got a, you know, a Bob Evans. Oh, those sound great. He passed right by it. I'm like, are you just teasing us? Like, what, what is the point here? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. And so finally, I think what it was is just he had a restaurant he wanted to find. And so whatever these ideas were he was throwing out, he had no interest in actually going to these places. So we were just salivating and starving to death and had to pee for an hour and a half. And finally, we get right. there. And oh my god! Finally, get to that Arby's that he wanted because Scott wanted that big beef and cheddar. <laughs> and another fun thing it. was he bought a converter for the, uh, the the cigarette lighter in the car to plug in a little tiny TV that he'd wedge between the front seats so we could watch this VHS cassettes on this little TV before they had TVs and cars and stuff, and we would watch the heck out of that on trips. That was like that made everything a lot more fun going forward right. and then you watch short circuit two six times on vhs <laughs> i remember watching independence day and the first men in black a million times it was a lot of fun wow <laughs> so road trips not 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 necessarily very fun uh well, road trip that we did uh shortly after we moved to florida i think i was 11 or maybe 12 we took a drive and did the everglades and then the keys oh very nice uh it was beautiful scenery getting to see you know just beautiful nature and gators and awesome culture through the keys and getting to see the Hemingway house. And I didn't appreciate any of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause when you're 11, so when, when you're a kid, life is easy, mm. you know, relatively. So you kind of expect vacations to have a point. Mm. Like we're going to this place to go to this theme park. We're taking the plane to go see family versus when you're an adult, the vacation is the point to get away from everything. <laughs> right. And so I remember my mom insisting that we would stop at these little beaches as we went through the keys and try to find little inlets and stuff. And I remember thinking like, man, why are we here <laughs> versus my parents where they just wanted to go walk around and see things and, and relax experience things. as a kid. You, you, you're like, what's the point of this? Oh my God. That's so true. Like something my parents always loved was antique shops. And as a child, I, it was the most boring thing in the entire world. <laughs> like I, right. But now I could go into an antique shop and like really look at, stuff I love antique go, oh, shops that's awesome. now. That's cool. Especially like being there with your partner. It's like, you can go there and just like and peruse and slowly enjoy it. But it was the most boring thing in the entire world <laughs> growing up. Um, so the one distinct memory I have from this trip to the keys, uh, well, the, the keys was the first time I ever saw a drag queen in person. Oh, 
And I think we celebrated my brother's 21st birthday there. I might be wrong, but I think we did. Big occasion. And whatever restaurant we took him to, the the cake, the little cake came out and it had this candle on it that electronically chimed the happy birthday song. <laughs> That's memorable. And it was incredibly annoying and we couldn't figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> and we all tried and it was like 15 minutes of this terrible song on repeat until someone figured out you have to like twist a thing <laughs> and we kept it. And that went on everybody's birthday cake for like years after that. Oh God. We probably lost it in the fire move. The annoying candle, <laughs> but it became like part of our family culture. This thing that came on a cake in Key West. Well, that's cute. Can tradition. Yeah. It's just amazing where it springs up. You should buy a new one for your family. Oh, no. <laughs> I recall one particular vacation. Uh, my parents were involved in a lot of these auctions when I was growing up, a lot for these arts auctions. And they got, they for a really good price, a trip to Jamaica, like all expenses paid, staying in a villa. We'd never done anything like this, like gaudy and ridiculous before. Um, it was for an auction, so they got a deal. Yeah, they got a deal, and they also gave to a good cause. And staying in the villa, you had servants there who made every meal for you. Um, it was amazing, like probably the most crazy ritzy vacation I've ever taken in my life. And so while we're there, I think I'm 16 or 15 and the drinking age mm-hmm. there is like 15. And, but my parents didn't allow me to drink and I was like, oh, okay. no. but I, I didn't really care that much cause I didn't drink or anything. Um, I might've been a little older for that trip, but anyway, my sister was there with her boyfriend, Aguirre, who we've talked about on this podcast before, oh, man, and what a and it was beautiful there. And all I wanted to do was stay inside and read. And I loved it. I just could relax. And I, I found a book there all about like alternate history Nazis. They didn't lose the war. And it was fascinating. My, they were out there like boogie boarding and going and finding marijuana and stuff. And I was just like, I don't care. I want to sit here in the house and read. But then we go to a bat cave, which is really cool. Interesting. Okay. That sounds neat. But this guy, Aguirre, that my sister was dating was a total dip. Uh, and he smoked a lot. My parents hated that, of course. So. We get into the bat cave and he decides he's going to light up a cigarette. And I hadn't paid attention to this. It didn't matter to me, but they warned everyone. There's signs everywhere. No f- live flames because there's bat guano all over the bat cave, which is bat poop. And it's extremely flammable. And it's like letting off gases. And, yeah. <laughs> you could blow up the. So he starts to light up a cigarette and the, the tour guide almost tackles him. It's like, no, man, don't do that, man. And he's like jumps. at him. <laughs> He's such an idiot. So we're almost killed by bat guano in Jamaica. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's good times. So a little bit older, I started thinking about sort of vacations at different points in my life. And I thought about like college kind of years mm. and vacations came during spring break and winter break. Like that's when you could do them. Yeah. And I remember that uh, I did one spring break where I went down to Tallahassee to FSU to see a whole gang of people. And for folks who don't know, Tallahassee is the capital of Florida, and FSU is Florida State University. Yeah, Florida State yeah. University. One of our state universities, and, big one. Um, but the issue is, is that my school in the Northwest was on like a weird quarter system instead of like semester. That's and right. And so because of that, my spring breaks were always like when people were in school. <laughs> that sucks. So I went down and everyone had class. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> so it did put a little bit of a damper on it. But I remember uh, someone who we'll call Zach's sister. She actually turned 21. And because of that, Zach's mom came to town to celebrate and brought Zach and Patrick. Ah, so our, then I had good people buddies. to hang out with. But I wasn't 21 yet. 
So I remember the night of Zach's sister's birthday, she wanted to go out to a bar, which was great. But me, like the 20 year old and the two 18 year olds <laughs> basically sit around and do nothing. Mm. Finally, I get a random call from a buddy from camp. who's like, what are you guys up to? Oh, yeah, you're the bar. Oh, it's right around the corner for us. Do you want to come over and just play drinking games all night? I went, hold on, give me a sec. Hey, Zach and Patty, do you want to get out of here and drink and actually do something? And they're like, yeah. And so we just got in a van. <laughs> what van? <laughs> and just, he, my buddy showed up in a van <laughs> and we hopped in and we went over to his place and spent all night playing every drinking game you've ever thought of. <laughs> That's a With good like vacation. a bunch of, of buddies from my Christian camp. And some ladies, hopefully. Uh, there were like two, but they were both dating people there, so it didn't count. <laughs> That's true. I, I remember I took an actually trip to, to Tallahassee myself during college one time, and Ooh. I went to a couple parties there. And it's known as like one of the biggest party capitals of the United of, of Florida, anyways. Um, and man, I have never had that much luck with women in my entire life because that those parties were nuts. <laughs> it was insane. So I couldn't handle living that kind of place. I I think I would I would not be alive if I was partying that much like they do in Tallahassee. Yeah, eventually it would just get to you. It would get to you. So I do another story. Eventually we went to Austria and Germany for a family trip and it was wonderful, gorgeous. I think I was around 16 or 15, one of those ages. That sounds uh, right. When we we're taking a lot of those nice trips um, back in the day. When the economy, I remember I watched the birds for you guys. <laughs> watch the birds? What do you mean? Yeah. I like had oh, to change, I changed pets. out the seed in the aviary and water, and I had to ch- deal with Chenna. <laughs> our parrot, yep, our macaw. Yeah. But it, while in Austria, uh, my two stepbrothers at the time, they wanted to go climb up this mountain because it was the middle of summer. But at the top of the mountain, there was snow. So they want to get to the snow. And I was like, I want to go too. And I was still like, they're like much more athletic guys or, you know, bigger build. And I was still like a tiny weakling at that point. Um, and so I'm trying to keep up with them as they're climbing up this mountain. My rest of my family stays on the bottom. I'm like you guys have fun. We're not climbing up that thing. Um, and so we get about halfway and I was like, I can't, can I take a break? And they're like, no, we're not taking a break. And they keep going. And I'm so exhausted because I really want to show that I was strong enough to get up with them that I just collapse on the ground and they leave me. And I remember I've never been that tired in my entire life and I just couldn't move and bugs started landing on me and just walking over me and I couldn't stop them. I was just like, I think this is how I die. <laughs> this is it. This is it. I'm going to die in the Austrian Alps. And so finally I got the the energy to get back up and I made it to the top and I hated them. I was so angry at them for leaving me behind and they were just frolicking around in the snow and throwing it at each other. And I was, <laughs> I was like, you assholes. <laughs> we Germans dead. <laughs> they didn't have a care in the world. Throw a snowball at me and let's celebrate. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, my Austrian Alps experience. Uh, and then I spent two college vacations coming to see you in Boston. Yes. At two different places, you were dating two different girls. <laughs> like, I mean, not at the same time, but I mean, like for each trip, you were dating a different girl. <laughs> yes. And one featured, you were in a play that I went to, but then I also got kind of like roped into helping with Strike. Oh, <laughs> taking down the set and everything. The only thing I really remember about Boston is that I brought a bunch of layers and it was still way too cold. Oh, like yeah. The wind just cuts through you. Everything. Just cuts you. The worst thing is when you go through an alleyway and then this is it's like a wind tunnel and it just cuts through like 15 layers closed. It doesn't even matter. It's ice. And then me <laughs> and one of your roommates 
Uh, it was way too cold to go outside, so we just smoked a ton of weed in the bathroom. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just so glad I'm allergic to pot because I never got into that. It just doesn't yeah. work for me. Uh, and then <laughs> the second time I came, your sister was there and we played karaoke star or something like that. Oh, yeah. This is all very vague. <laughs> I know. Those memories are really f- faded for me as well. <laughs> well, the one the, the thing I remember is the second time I came, I was actually 21. It was my senior year, spring break. Mm. And I came and you and I were going to go try to the town. And we went to a bunch of places that wouldn't serve me or sell me alcohol because I had this. Out of state. Washington state ID. Very strict in Boston on IDs. And it was a legal thing, but there were some places that would not take it. And I was like, what? But it wasn't everywhere. So it wasn't even like a law. No, the thing was, is that it was I, just some policy. I found out later on that Boston liquor licenses are super expensive. So they don't take any chances on fake IDs or people looking too young or if it's any way fishier, they can't check it properly. They're like, fuck it. We're not, we're not even taking a chance because they don't want to lose their liquor license. So. It's not like that as in other states. It apparently. was really aggravating to like finally be 21 and be in like a big city <laughs> in my big boy pants and be like, no, nah, I can't sell you a Heineken. So I very rarely went out drinking in Boston while I was there because I usually went to like um, college parties and stuff like drama kid parties and stuff. But one like one of the three occasions that we went out downtown to go to bars and things, I I, I hate the idea of peeing outside. It's just grosses me out. I'm really OCD and germaphobic and I'm not that kind of guy, but we were walking back. Everything was closed. The T, the subway stations were closed down. It was like three in the morning. And so I found, I'm like, guys, I got to go to the bathroom. I had to find a place to go. So I found this dark alley and I, I just, they let me do my business. They walked a little bit away so I could, I could be private. I start to pee and all of a sudden floodlights turn on. And apparently it had just started the shift of a construction crew that was going to work right there. <laughs> and so a guy <laughs> yells at me. I'm halfway through a stream. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just put up my pants and I start running. So I don't think I ever have ever peed outside ever again since then. <laughs> <laughs> that one time was enough. That, that was it. I won't go in someone's backyard. I won't go in the woods. I just won't. That's just not going to happen. Because <laughs> those construction workers are just waiting for me somewhere. <laughs> And then sort of the final step for me is, is vacations is the now like the family vacations I take. Oh, as your family. Yeah. Your new family. The pinnacle of that is the Disney trips that we've taken. You've done like two or three now, right? We've done three. Yeah. So the first time we went, we just failed. Like we failed to do the research we needed to do to have a successful time. This is Disneyland, like, right? Yeah. Land. We ended up in California adventure, but there was nothing for Joyce to do because she was too little. So by like 10 in the morning, we'd done everything you could do three times. Mm. Um, we had this whole thing where we we're going to stay in the park the whole day. And that was an idiot choice. You gotta, you gotta rest and take it in stride. Uh, and so the second time we said, we're like, well, we're not going to go back for a few years. Joyce isn't old enough. We realize that now. And then Anna's mom wanted to go That's for her right. 70th. So suddenly we're going back to Disney again, like way sooner than we think. So we learn a bunch and the second trip was pretty successful. I think what we learned is going to Disney with a big group of people really sucks. <laughs> that could make, that makes sense. Cause you're just beholden to other people and it like ruins it for everyone. No one gets to have a fun time cause everyone has to do what everyone's doing. That's why I guess as a couple is like probably the best way to go to a theme park. There's just two of you or a small family or you know, a like, small family. Yeah. You know, I think this, um, you know, the second trip was pretty successful and it was just me Anna, and Joyce and we really tore it up. Like we did a lot. 
Nice. We took midday breaks, which is key. So like every day at noon, we'd go back to the hotel room. We'd have Joyce get lunch. We'd all take a nap. And then we'd head back to the park around four and then plan to stay until 10 or midnight when it closed. That's perfect. Uh, and the, the third time we failed because <laughs> I thought I was real smart. Oh. Sorry, I failed. I failed. So I looked at like the, the busy times for Disney. And I look at like this weekend in late September when they're supposed to be in like just getting into the not busy season. It's supposed to be like the perfect time of year to go from a weather perspective. So we book this trip and we get Anne's mom to reserve us a thing at her timeshare thing. Nice. Uh, and we go down and as we're driving down, I'm like texting the group like on the way to Disney. And they're like, oh, are you going for the opening of Rise of the Resistance? And I go, the opening of what now? <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> uh, excuse me. So I look it up and we are going the opening weekend of like the premier, the most premier ride opening they've had in years. Oh, yeah. It is packed, packed Oof. in a way that we were not planning. We were planning for a nice, quiet Disney trip. Well, the hell with that. <laughs> <laughs> we barely survive. I do get to ride the ride, which is cool. Oh, you did go on it. Okay, cool. Yeah, but Anna was pregnant, so she couldn't. Mm. So me and Anna's mom went on the ride. <laughs> um Joyce got to have a good time because a lot of people, it was an older crowd. And so a lot of the kids stuff was more empty than it would be with the crowd that they were seeing. Mm, that's because true. There were a lot more older people that were there to go see the new star Wars thing. Right. But you still got to go on. I still been on the one here in, in Orlando. I still haven't been on it. Oh, it's spectacular. It's a great ride. Well, we got the whole pandemic and, right, and everything right away. They, they catch you off guard just in the best way. Like it blew my mind. It just, it, how many times have you been on a ride at an amusement park and had it truly catch you off guard? I think the the Harry Potter one in Hogwarts was that for me. It just was so okay. at the time it was so different than any ride I'd ever been on. I was just like, this is mind blowing. This is great. <laughs> it was astounding. <laughs> um, and I guess if we're going down timeline wise, my latest biggest trip vacation I took um, was with my ex-girlfriend. Um, I'll just say her name is um, uh, Betty. <laughs> Why not? Anyways, with Betty, uh, she was a very a wealthy person. She made a lot of money at her job. And so she wanted to go on vacations. And I always felt bad because as a voice actor, I make enough for a living, but I don't make enough to go on these crazy vacations. But she worked for a vacation company. So she had these good deals. And she's like, I'll pay for it. I want you to go with me because I want a partner to go with me on the, on the trip. Don't feel bad about it. I'm like, OK, I won't feel bad. So we booked a Norwegian cruise line to go all the way through different parts of Europe. And it was astounding going in. But the biggest caveat of this whole trip is that right before we left, we decided that our relationship wasn't going to last. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So we knew that uh, we were going to have to break up. So we decided to break up in a few months uh, when our lease was over and we, we could wrap things up nicely because we still liked each other, but we said different ideas. Convenient. Yeah. And we had different ideas of where we, we want our life to go, but we weren't angry with each other for any reason. So we decided we're going to have a great trip. We go to, um, we went to Bruges in Belgium. We went to, uh, Amsterdam. We went to, um, all different places. And it was just a, an amazing experience that I'll probably never have again going on a crazy cruise line, um, <laughs> with a fun person. Um, but just not the person I want to be with. Um, and Steve got to meet her and, uh, yeah. So he knows yeah, she's not the, the person for me. Vacation. Yeah, we went. Our last last vacation was going to visit you guys. Yes, and we did an escape room. We did. That really made me mad. <laughs> I 
escape rooms can be fun. Don't unscrew anything from the wall or remove anything. And the first clue is like hidden behind a grate that you had to unscrew. That's true. That was bad. I remember just being plans. so mad about that and be like, well, I didn't check that grate because you told me not to take anything off the wall. <laughs> And I will ask a question of you because I think yeah. it's, I just thought of this question kind of like as my kind of wrap up question, if you will. Yeah. Um, my favorite place I've been on any vacation, not unfortunately, but just was strange circumstances with that ex-girlfriend. We had a great time and I'm glad she was there, but it was in Bruges. Bruges was the coolest place I've ever been. It looks like a medieval okay. town. If you watch the movie in Bruges, you'll see it's all filmed there with uh, Colin Farrell and um, Brennan Gleeson. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, but that town is just like it is in the movie. It's beautiful, unique. You can bike all around it. It's uh, not crazy touristy all the time. So I highly recommend it. What's your favorite place you've been on vacation, Steve? Um, Yosemite was pretty mind blowing. Oh, I've never been there. Like that was crazy. It's just, it's like being in a postcard. Our president calls it Yosemite. Yeah, Yosemite. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably Yosemite, honestly. Nice. In my adult life, at least, I can say that. Right. Because as a kid, Disney World, probably, you know, <laughs> universal. Oh, yeah. I mean, but when you lived in Orlando and you got to go as often. Oh, yeah. I have access to it. It kind of disenchants itself. Right. Until you see it through your children's eyes, then it's kind of a new experience. Yeah. All right, so wrap-up question. Uh-huh. You get a call from a radio DJ. Mm-hmm. Rocking Ricky Rialto. 92.6. You've won an all-expenses-paid vacation, too. What, what would follow that that would make you the happiest? Inverness, Scotland. Okay, why there? That's where Loch Ness is. <laughs> oh, okay. And Scotland's beautiful. Yeah, and I really want to see Scotland in general, but also I, I know if I ever go to Scotland, it would be a crime against humanity if I didn't go to Loch Ness as well, because I've I've loved the Loch Ness monster mythos since I was a little kid. And I think Scotland looks gorgeous and all the breweries and the food and the lush landscapes. So yeah, that'd be my first go-to that I haven't been to yet. I'd love to go. All right, Steve Bauman, you just won a huge prize. Where are you going on your trip? Um, if, for, for, even from as a kid, I had this obsession with probably going to Australia. Oh, yeah. And it's because the wildlife always really, like Australia has weird wildlife. Oh, for weird, sure. Weird, scary wildlife. And that always kind of intrigued me as a kid. And even now, I think Australia would be cool because they at least speak English, even though it's a little funny. <laughs> you got that going for you. Yes. I could totally see that. You know, those sort of things that make it, even though it would be a foreign country, it'd still be pretty convenient. And I've heard they're actually very friendly to foreigners. Like, so they're, it's, it's a cool place to visit and obviously very expensive because it's so far away from us, but <laughs> yes, it sounds amazing. And New we Zealand it from rocking Ricky Rialto on 92.6. That's right. He's paying the whole thing. <laughs> I'd ref- if I was going to go down there, I definitely want to see the um, New Zealand though. And uh, see Hobbiton and everything. Yeah. <laughs> to walk the Lord of the Rings trail. I'm that guy. I'd be totally down for that. That's what you came here for, folks, to hear us sing, right? That's That's right. (laughs) Well, I guess that wraps up this episode of the Sappy Crap Podcast. Join us next week for more teenage adolescent angsty stories about what we don't even know yet. Yeah, and thanks for joining us down this delightful stumble down memory lane. And don't forget the good old times weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds. <laughs>